name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Happy Feast Day. The homily this morning is about the inner heaven of man. Do you believe that there is a heaven inside of you? The verse that I'd like to focus on from this gospel lesson today is this one. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Notice that St. John is very humble about his association with Jesus Christ and uh, only did what he did when he was sent to do it. The main point that I would like to make is this, is that the union of the heart and the mind and the will constitute an inner trinity in the soul of man. The union of the heart and the mind and the will, the three powers of the soul, constitute an inner trinity in the soul of man. I would like to share with you uh, excerpts from a couple of sermons from St. Nikolai on uh, January 6th and January 7th in the prologue. And I honestly believe that these two sermons constitute the key for understanding all of St. Nikolai's writings. He says in his homily uh, for this day that going into the wilderness that John the Baptist was completely given over to the will of God in both body and soul. And the will of God was carried out in his body on earth as well as in the heaven of his soul. A very curious statement. His will, God's will, was carried out in John the Baptist's body as well as in the heaven of his soul. He says... Neither was his soul harmed by despair in loneliness in the wilderness, nor pride because of heavenly visions. So he wasn't moved from one direction or another. We see this in the life of St. Anthony the Great also. They said after he fasted and wrestled with the, the demons, you know, and they heard him wrestling with the demons, and he came out, it was like, he wasn't thin, he wasn't fat, he wasn't uh, hungrish, hungry, he wasn't full, he wasn't tall, he wasn't short, he was, just, he was just there. An invisible rudder from on high steered John the Baptist's life. And it was when it was necessary for him to depart from the wilderness and go into the Jordan, the scriptures say the word of God came to John. And so 
the Word, who is the Word, the Lord Jesus Christ, came to John and said, go. This is mind-boggling. <laughs> Time for you to go and baptize me. I don't know that he appeared in the flesh. It doesn't say that. But it says the word of the Lord came to him and, and gave him instruction. As an innocent youth, in this manner, John spoke simply about his communication with the powers of heaven. I did not know him, the Christ, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, on whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And now I've seen and testified that he is the Son of God. The Word of God who came and told me to do this and told me what I was going to see and the sign I was going to see, I saw it and it's him. How tenderly he speaks of heavenly things. But how awesome he is as a lion when he speaks against the injustice of men like Herod and Herodias. The lamb and the lion dwell in him together. Imagine, who is the lamb? Jesus Christ. Who is the lion? Jesus Christ. The lamb and the lion dwell in him together. Wise as foxes, harmless as doves. Can both of these things, can the roaring of a lion and the sacrifice of the lamb dwell in one person in complete harmony? in complete unity. It did not only in Jesus Christ, but it did in John the Baptist too. In his homily on, on January 6th, he, he quotes this verse from 1 John chapter 5, one of these mystery verses of the New Testament. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three are together. Now, most of our English translations, I checked this, and most of our English translations say, and the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three are in agreement, or that these three agree. Some of the translations even say these three are one, drawing no distinction whatsoever between the Father and the Word and the Spirit, and the Spirit and the water and the blood in terms of being one. But I think St. Nikolai was picking up something, some kind of distinction from the Greek between being one and being together. And there is a profound lesson to be learned in this. He says whenever we read the Holy Scriptures, we need to pay attention to every single word and every nuance. 
Concerning the heavenly trinity, he says these three are one. And concerning the earthly trinity, he says these three are together. There's an enormous difference between being one and being together. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one, whereas the Spirit and the water and the blood are only together and are not one. Then he gives some examples. Even enemies can be together, but they're not one. You know, like a band of robbers. You know, we're together, but we're not one. I mean, I may shoot you as soon as you turn your back. All people on earth are together, but they are not one. Water and blood constitute the body, and the spirit is the spirit. However, they are not one, but they're together. When a man dies, the union is broken apart and ceases to exist, and blood and water go one way, and the spirit goes to the other side. Whereas in the heavenly divine trinity, the heavens are not only together, the, the, they are also one. The divine trinity. And then he says this. There is also another trinity in the inner heaven of man. Which should be not only a unity, but a oneness, so that a man could be blessed in this world and in the other world. That union is the mind, the union of the mind and the heart and the will. As long as these three are only in togetherness, man will be at war with himself and with the heavenly trinity. Do you find yourself at war with yourself in your mind and your heart and your will? They're together. They're not one. And it's possible to become one and to be filled with the peace that passes understanding. He says, then this small heaven in man begins to resemble the great heaven of God and the image and likeness becomes apparent in man. I'd like to ask ten questions by way of self-examination this morning before we receive the Holy Communion. And then we will close in a prayer. Do you believe that there is an inner trinity in your soul, the heart and the mind and the will? Do you believe it's possible to walk an internal tightrope between despair on one side and pride on the other side? Do you believe that God will give you everything that is necessary for your life if you give yourself completely up to His will? Do you believe that God will give you all those things if you don't? 
Would you like the lion and the lamb to dwell in your heart together? Put it another way. Would you like for the lion and the lamb, our Lord Jesus Christ, to dwell perfectly in your heart? Does your heart, mind, and will dwell together in the heaven of your soul in oneness or mere togetherness? Does your heart fight against your mind and will and your mind fight against your heart and will and your will fight against your heart and mind? I just described myself. Do you believe that this inner conflict, this weakness, this sickness can be healed by the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you want to be filled with the peace that passes all understanding? And do you want that small heaven in your soul to begin to resemble the great heaven of God in the image and likeness of God to become apparent in you to other people? It did in holy John the Baptist, and it can in you. O triune God, help us to resemble at least those who resemble you, and especially on this day, the holy prophet, forerunner, and Baptist John. To thee be glory and praise forever. Amen.